It's the Plank Show. It is a Tuesday. About ready to jump in the car as soon as this show is over. Hit the turnpike. Head to the 918 and watch Patty Gasso's Oklahoma Sooners square off against my alma mater, the Tulsa Golden Hurricane. And we say good morning to the head coach of the Sooners. What's going on, Coach Gasso? How are you on this Tuesday? Great. Thanks. How are you doing? Good. 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 All right. So let's talk about some fun stuff here. Well, everything is fun right now with Sooner softball, right? Um, I loved at the end when we were celebrating the seniors on Sunday, one of the first things you brought up was seeing Nebraska volleyball and the 82,000. Now, I know that you're not uh, big on, on Twitter and social media, but fans have already figured out how to configure and fit the diamond in, in Owen Field at uh, Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. But just as a general thought, how cool could and would that be? Well, first of all, I got to apologize because my emotions got the best of me and I just started spouting things <laughs> off at the wrong time, probably. So I wasn't trying to gain traction on that. It was just thanking the fans for being so supportive and putting us in places and our sport in places we've never seen before. So with that being said, yes, I have seen some of the renderings um, I've even already talked to. Joke Stiglione about it. And if there's a way to possibly do it, we're going to find a way to do it. But I know that there's definitely some issues with dimensions and um, is it cost effective? Because I'm definitely going to have to put some money into making it happen. So if it can happen, I can tell you, Joe Stiglione is going to find a way. But um, it it has to make sense. And it has to fit appropriately, dimension-wise. Well, then I'm I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I don't think you have to apologize for anything, Coach. That was awesome. Um, and the fans responded, but more than anything, that whole this whole weekend against Kansas was uh, Sooner softball at its finest. I, I thought Saturday was one of the most complete games that that we've seen. I mean, it helps when you have a no hitter, and then the freshman comes in to finish it off, and you put 14 runs on the game. But overall, as you look back, how about this weekend and the way this team played against Kansas? I loved it. I, I thought we could have gone in before we even started the series. I believe we've already are close to clinch the Big 12 championship. So they could have gone in saying, well, okay, who cares? We won. Let's go. It doesn't matter. Uh, they played hard and they played focused. A big part of what we talked about was just history and nostalgia and being part of something that nobody can take away from you. And this is, uh, if everything continues to go correctly, this is the last time we'll play a regular season game on Marita Hines. And I was just talking about the history that goes behind it and how we got where we are today. And like, it's in your hands and how you play on this field is what people are going to remember. Cause this is the last conference game Big 12 conference game will play on this field. And they took it seriously, and they uh, responded exactly how I hoped they would. The seniors, I mean, again, Grace Lines, the captain, been here since 2019, has started all but a handful of games, become and has developed into not just one of the best shortstops in the game, but one of the best defensive shortstops in the game, but the best all around. When you hear that final thought from your seniors be – this is great. Thank you. But we're not done yet. I mean, that's got to be 
I know some might say it's cliche, but coach, to me, I thought that was all right, good. They realize this celebration is awesome and they deserve it, but they're not finished yet. That seems to be this mindset of this team. Oh, a hundred percent. They, uh, we start in August and we start training and back in August and September, they're wondering like, Oh gosh, why do we have to start so early? Do we need all this training? You know, we're trying to grind from the beginning, and it's hard. It's hard for all of us to just get done with winning a championship, and then just two months later, we're back at it training to try to do it again. But when we're in these times of the year, when we're in April and starting into May, it is like now we know why we're doing it. You can go back and remember it and say, okay, it's for this for this month specifically that, um, you know, they love winning Big 12 titles, Big 12 tournaments. It's great. But their ultimate goal and mission, and it always has been, once we did it in 2000, is we want to win it all. We want to say we're the best, not just of the seven teams in the Big 12, but we want to be the best of 300 Division One collegiate teams. And that's a huge honor and it's something that they dream of as little kids so that's what the aim is and that's why you heard what you heard from Brace. That's awesome. Patty Gasso is our guest head coach of the Oklahoma Sooner softball team. Coach I, I love seeing what you consistently do with the lineup and I don't know how much the philosophy has changed but it's not outside of Jada Coleman's your leadoff hitter and for the most part Riley Boone is your nine hole hitter. Do you, like, do you like to consistently shift up the lineup? Do you like having that fluidity to it? I, I've never felt like you're someone that needs to say, this is my cleanup hitter or this is my three-hole hitter. And what are the advantages of it? Well, um, I think it rewards people at practice, you know, to keep them working hard. So a good example is Sid, Sid Sanders, who struggled mightily for the first couple of months and then really – finally got her groove on and really hitting the ball well and confident. And um, she has worked her way up to the five-hole, four, three-hole the other day. A lot of it, again, as we have talked about, is matchups. Who matches up well with the pitcher we're facing? And uh, I think I told you as well, I make probably three, sometimes four lineups, and it's all about waiting to the very end to find out who we're facing and make sure I find the right lineup for the right pitcher that I don't of the four. Sometimes I'm handing over, I've almost handed over the wrong one. So making sure the right line, the right pitcher and Sid has been good matchups and um, has been showing it. So when we have those opportunities, we want to reward those athletes who have really been clutching up and stepping up and working hard at practice and things like that. So, no, we we are not cookie-cutting this. This is the way it is. It's who fits and who do we trust. And the, I trust about everybody on this team. So it's who's had good practices, who's, uh, in the, who's hot in the last, you know, three weekends. 11 straight Big 12 crowns. It's not easy. Um, and I know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm pretending like we sit and have these nostalgic rocking chair conversations, but I know you're not too big on, on, on that, at least with, with the postseason looming. But isn't it kind of wild to think about how this team has elevated its level 
in conference play now 11 straight years. I mean, that's – Coach, that's special. It, it is. <laughs> we take it so for granted it's kind of yep. bizarre, to be honest. You know, they're not dogpiling. They're not because they're accustomed to it or that is their expectation. That is what they believe should be happening at the end of a Big 12. So – to get a program to that point is pretty unique. And, you know, sometimes <laughs> we have a lot of trophies, which is an honor, but sometimes we'll use a to put cell phones inside of the trophy. You know, it's like kind of a bowl shape. Put all your cell phones in the trophy before you walk into, you know, the locker or, you know, we use it for many different things. <laughs> it's, um, it's just, it's an honor, but it's, it's an expectation in this program. And if they did anything less, they would not be happy. So um, it's almost like expected. And, and once you get it, it's like, okay, all right, let's move on. <laughs> and um, I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't know if it's good or bad, but I think it's good. The way this program has been for the last 10 or more years. I've told this story a lot, Coach. My first year was 2016, and I don't know if anyone's passed along, but I tend to get a little bit overexcited on the radio broadcast, just a little bit. And when we clinched in 2016 the Big 12 title, um, I was was fist-pumping, I was losing my mind, and I looked out, and it was just a high-five line. And I was like, Okay, this is how when when <laughs> there's one championship that you celebrate. <laughs> but then I noticed over the last couple of seasons, last year was a massive celebration uh, on on the Marina Hines dirt. This year they had their their dance choreographed again. It was a good celebration. I think we talked about this post game, but you love to see them celebrate their wins, and I think I think they have to. But it's not as if. What you joke about? It's not like the cigars were broke down or, or anything like that. It's a good celebration, but they know that there's more in front of them. So I think it's good. I think it's good that that's the expectation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not that's like I'm just laying it out like you're going to say, you know, Plank said it's good, so that means we're all good with it. Like that's the expectation or something. Um, Two more quick ones before I let you get out of here, Coach. Number one, I was asked about the pitching staff. And, I, and someone was asking, what do they throw? How hard do they throw? What do they throw? And I said, they all throw everything. Um, they all throw it well, and each of them has kind of a different degree of of if it's confusing hitters, if it's um, speed. It's just it seems as if with Nicole May, Jordy Ball, and Alex Duraco, they all throw everything, but they all throw it in such a different and unique way. I mean, can just the challenge of trying to go up against this staff, what's made them so special this year? Oh, efficiency I feel uh, we don't you normally don't see a lot of base on balls uh, I think Jordy has stepped to another level without question I think Nicole May I think all of them including Storago including Kate Kirsten Deal have gone to another level I think Jordy you see her strikeouts up and uh, the ability to change speeds the ability ability to keep the ball down is keeping the ball in the park. Uh, I think this is probably the less, least amount of home runs that we've given up to an opponent as a staff in a while. So 
But, I mean, sometimes they come naturally. I think maybe Scirocco, who's more of a rise ball pitcher, but she also gets, a, you know, usually a lot of strikeouts with it as well. So kind of pick your poison, uh, but they just complement each other so well. And I think change of speeds, having good catchers back there helps them a lot as well. Uh, and just a phenomenal pitching coach who has them in the right mind space and, and professional attitude in their work ethic on the field, in the bullpen, on the mound. They just, they just have all the ingredients, each one of them, to be great, and they've shown that. Okay, a couple quick ones, just real quick. Number one, every, you mentioned Love's Field. Everything seems to be good. I know it's an aggressive timeline, but as far as feeling like we're going to be in a position to start the 2024 season there, Coach, everything seems to be pretty much on, on the right path, right? Yes, that's okay. why I'm saying, hey, remember these memories on this field because you're not going to be back on it <laughs> after January. So that is the expectation. That's been the driving goal. For, from Joe, from the builders, from everybody involved, is that I think we could be in a stadium in January and thinking, well, maybe all the rest is not done. And, and pretty much from the beginning, the, the dream and the mission was you're going to be standing in it with everything done, from all the player amenities do everything completely done. We don't want you to go in and say, okay, this is phase one, yeah. and now we're working on phase two. It's kind of that drop dead, we're going to be done, uh, drop dead timing of being done in uh, like first of February. So our first home weekend is usually the first weekend of March, and I am very confident that we'll be ready to go and host a tournament and make history again. Um, that first weekend in March we've in a new stadium. Oh, I'm sorry, Coach. We've seen adjustments, at least in my time, with pitching lane, how they uh, penalize illegal pitches. We've seen an adjustment this year in batters uh, when they step on the line. Obviously, it's affected two hits for Avery Hodge the last few weeks. Is there anything rules-wise that you see maybe being looked at again uh, are, are going more in-depth as we start thinking about, you know, the off season and looking ahead to what might change as far as the rules of the game, or do you feel like we're in a pretty good spot? I feel like we're in a pretty good spot. I think just for the Sooners, I'd like that the foul poles get taller because sometimes we hit them so far and so wow. high, it's almost impossible to judge whether they are fair or foul. That's one thing that I see has been a problem of, you know, trying to grasp, that because it's almost impossible to measure it up but after that I, I like the changes I like if somebody's stepping out of the box that it's not a complete out uh, and I and I also like say illegal pitches are called a ball versus hey legal pitch go to second mm -hmm. legal pitch go to third I'm like this is ridiculous <laughs> so <laughs> I uh, I like where we're at I feel I really can tell you the greatest thing that has come to our game, and it's just still been so recent, is instant replay. It's game-changing, and it's the right thing to do. So I'm so happy we finally got there with that. I also like you get to talk to your players and say, hey, what do you think about that? And Jocelyn Erickson got it right. Okay, most important question of the day. 
Ken, was this the greatest radio debut in the history of ever? What about the job that you got uh, at the plate today from T.R.A. Jennings? What's that, Joseph? Tell me all about it, buddy. How do we feel? That's right. Was that the greatest radio debut in the history of ever for one Joseph Champ Gasso? It was one of the greatest moments of my life to be present, to listen to this young man, make sure everyone knows the importance of dinosaurs. Now, we've been confused. Is there something about bananas and waffles in there? Is that a thing for Champ? Or, Well, um, likely so. But what I know, without shadow of a doubt, is this young man knows every name of every dinosaur that has ever been in existence. And so for me, that is the most shining word there was, is his intelligence with dinosaurs. Anything you need to know, he's got it. <laughs> You're the best, Coach. I'll see you tonight. Safe travels up the turnpike to the 918. Gotcha. Appreciate it. Drive safe. You too. That's head yep. coach Patty Gassel. How awesome is that? Uh, I do have to – now I've got – I got to sit down with Joseph and talk some T-Rex. I got to talk a little bit about, I'm a big fan of the old brontosaurus, kind of feel like I'm shaped a bit like a brontosaurus, but that was, that was good stuff. Um, I'm sorry I kept coach so long. I, I, I think my point I was trying to make, and I don't know if I made it well or not, but there is a, I, I, I've always kind of joked about the, my craziness versus the calm, cool nature of this team. Like on a broadcast, and you guys, for those of you that have ever heard, or if you haven't, I, I really, really enjoy watching this team. And I think it's kind of maybe – let's make this about me real quick, Josh. It's kind of my style. I'm a little bit overly energetic, maybe a little bit too fired up. Sometimes my energy moves faster than my mouth or my brain does. It's, I mean, listen, if you don't like it, not sorry. It's just kind of I'm I'm overly enthusiastic, and I'll never forget not only the first time that they won the Big Twelve, but when they won the Super Regional the first year over Louisiana Lafayette. I was I was fist pumping and I was fired up and literally and, and not Super Regional, excuse me, Regional, because I want to say that first year in sixteen. I'm doing this off the top of my head. I'm trying to remember who came in for the Norman Regional. Oh, I'm not going to be able to do it. I can't remember. Son of a bee. But whomever they beat in 16 to advance to the World Series, or to the Super Regional, I was like, Oklahoma, go to Super Regional. And you look out there, and they're just doing the high-five line, got in their circle, did their prayer, and they were off to get ready for the Super Regional. It's, hey, that's great. We're going to celebrate this, but we're going to do it in our own way, and then our focus is on the next step. And then we'll have that cigar game, if you will, when we get to the Women's College World Series. But I think that's a pretty cool way to start the show, huh? Head coach, Patty Gasso. And Oklahoma in pursuit of what, – what are we at? Oh, Ole Miss. Thank you. Wichita State Ole Miss. I still think they'll find a way to make sure that we see Wichita State again this year. I was talking about it last night with the voice of the Golden Hurricane and my, uh, one of my mentors, Bruce Howard. And he had just he had just dove into some Oklahoma stuff because ESPN Plus will have a broadcast tonight. Uh, Bruce Eric Bailey is on the 
analyst side for the TU broadcast tonight, and they got a sideline reported too. So they've got you covered. I every nugget you could possibly want on on cool angles and storylines, I dropped to them. So hopefully, and Bruce is a pro, and and hopefully Oklahoma takes care of business tonight. But I think they're going to do a fantastic job. Bruce is talking pitching to me, and I'm like, um, they all throw everything, and they all throw it well, man. I don't know. He's like, what, what are they at? Are they about 60-65? Uh, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. I just I know they throw hard, and when they throw their changeup, it's deceptive. And I know when they throw their drop, it falls off the table. And I know when they throw their rise, if they hit their spot, it's unhittable. So you're not sitting uh, up there with the gun. I, You know, and to be honest with you, I haven't even noticed the gun this year. The speed gun, I guess. Radar I gun. Radar gun. Speed gun, 220, 221, whatever it takes. I, I haven't even noticed it. I don't know if it's on in stadium. I don't know if they've had it on the, the, the TV broadcast. I'm sure they have. But I've never even noticed it. I mean, to me, everything I need to know about pitching, I go to Jen Rocha. And I'm like, should I say this? She's like, no, you sound stupid. I'm like, all right. I just that, That's the reality of it. Was Joseph Champ's Gasso debut one of the most spectacular radio debuts in the history of mankind? Oh, I think it's iconic. You know what? I'm kind of kicking myself for not following up. I should be like, Joseph, tell me about the brontosaurus. Your thoughts. Is it the most dangerous <laughs> dinosaur of all? I, I don't know if you would have gotten uh, a lengthy response. It would have been cool if you did. But I, According to Coach Gasso, we may have not only got a lengthy response, it, it might have taken off even further than mm. it did. Uh, by the way, how was your night? Did you have a good old Monday night? Oh, it was great. How was yours, my friend? I watched a lot of sports. Yeah, I isn't watched that, some, some hoops. Isn't that what a sports guy's supposed to do? <laughs> yes, uh, by trade. I watched the Celtics Sixers fourth quarter. Yeah, how did that, I mean, how do you lose that game? By the way, there's some moments where I'll see a picture of James Harden or I, I see him like, like walking into the arena last night. They showed the shot of James Harden. You're like, this guy, that dude's going to go out there and dominate? Yeah, no. And then he gets out there, you're like, oh. oh it's James Harden. James Harden. Okay, yeah. So I watched yeah, he that. played great last he night. He did. I, the, the Suns-Nuggets game is really good. It's still – Toby Toby said this about uh, Jokic a while back, and it's always stayed with me. He does not look like he should be dominating the NBA. He looks like he's one of the guys that's on the – the shirts team, whenever you're playing at the YMCA. Like, literally, you look at him like, oh, okay. Uh, someone someone match up with the, the goofy-looking white guy down in the post, right? I mean, that's Jokic just literally looks like he should not dominate. And then he gets the ball in the post, and he can't be stopped. Yeah. It's well, and he's fluid the way he moves out very there, Very smooth. Very smooth. Very smooth. But I got to tell you something, man. Hockey kind of stole the show for me last night, too. Oh, Yeah. I was watching a little bit of the Rangers and the Devils last night. It was, it was good. It was good. What, what oh, happened man. in that game seven? The Devils just jumped out early, got an early lead on the Rangers, and New York didn't have an answer. Hmm. I think they got out two zip, never looked back. Maybe it was two zip in the first. Well, I'm period. sorry to hear that. For I, I know we have somebody that has texted the show quite frequently on the uh, Ken Nippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, and uh, was a big Rangers fan. I was. Uh, what else was I watching last night? Yeah, no, they scored two second period goals. That's what it was. They got right off the top of the second period. It was, it was. Two, I think that's when I started watching. I missed the first period. It was scoreless, but it was good, and the and the crowd was crazy. It was awesome. 
It was awesome to see. The crowd was crazy there. The crowd was crazy in Boston. The crowd was crazy in Denver. Man, these atmospheres are something else. So, thanks, Coach Gasso. We'll dive into we'll dive into everything we learned last night coming up next, and our first look at the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I like though, Coach, talking about hey, you know, it maybe got a little little too fired up, but that contact has been made. If we if there is a will, there is a way to try to see if they can't get in upwards of 80,000 to a softball game. It's Plank Show right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the show. Um, <laughs> off the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Allen writes, Dinosaur Talk reminds me of a few years ago reading an ABC book of dinosaurs to my grandson, who was a connoisseur of all things dinosaurs. I got about letter D, trying to pronounce the names, and without saying a word, he reached out, closed the book, climbed down from my lap, and walked away. Major Granddad foul. Uh, I, I went foul instead of fail, sorry. Used to my morning men time. I, it's not a fail. Dinosaur pronunciations are not easy. But in the end, it's, uh, it's their expertise. I always wonder, because I felt like I was quite the – I was quite the expert on dinosaurs for a while in my dinosaurs and presidents for some reason, Josh Helmer, little Chris Plank. But I don't I, I never remember the moment where it went away. I think it was Jurassic Park. I think when I saw they came to life, I was like, Ooh, these yeah, are not as these are not as fun and cuddly as I thought. I kinda thought dinosaurs, as crazy as they seemed, would have that really nice side, you know, where it's like, Oh, there he is. Well, even uh <laughs> I mean, even some of the herbivores would just stomp you. You know, I mean, they're gigantic. When they when they killed Newman, it was kind of like that moment where I was like, "Oh, whoa, these things." Granted, are- Newman was he was up to some it, shenanigans. I, I cannot cannot defend what he was trying to do. Cannot defend. Uh, the four hundred four writes: I bet Joseph is a T Rex kid. Maybe so. I'll have to ask him. Who isn't? I mean, how could you not? You like the uh, power. And the strength, if you're looking at it from a depth chart perspective, good size, short reach, you know, worry about that reach a little bit on the T-Rex, but makes up for it with his power and a solid base. Oklahoma is basically, Oklahoma softball is basically the T-Rex combined with the Raptors intelligence. <laughs> um, Gunny writes, I'm a, I'm a Velasa, Velociraptor. Velociraptor, that's right. I See, I can't even... I look at that and I'm thinking, is that how that's pronounced? Yeah, Velociraptor. Velociraptor. Um, so the 405 sent something to us that is just tailor-made for a day like today when there's just not a ton of stuff going on. But it's also, today is May 2nd, the second day of May. And I'm not going to lie. The whole greatest Oklahoma football team of all time is really June and July content. I mean, we got a lot of recruiting stuff going on. The Sooners added a commit last night. I'm not going to lie to you until this show was over and I listened to the opening 30 minutes of Steelman and Thune at noon. I didn't realize how big of a deal the whole uh, switching of oh, dude, yeah. You even tried to explain it to me, and I was like, okay, that's what I was trying to explain to you. Like everybody's switching networks, and there's subscriptions involved, and people don't like other people, right? Yeah, it's like crazy town. Suddenly, let's just so this this started to make sense, right? Uh, You you have always been a fan of Parker Thune and Brandon Drum, and you're at OU Insider, and then. 
someday, I mean, I love Colin, but all of a sudden Colin Kennedy and Josh Calloway are, you're like, whoa, what the heck's going on here? Good news there is Colin started, right, That's at right. Uh, OU Insider. And he's so our a lot guy. Of, a lot That's of why I mentioned him, because he's our guy. wasn't. But it's just, I, I, like I even tried to tell you yesterday, and I don't know if I was making sense, it was like, so that website still sends them there? Uh-huh, that website still sends them there? Uh-huh. Well, what's the big deal? Well, because... It doesn't necessarily mean that your subscription Correct. moved on with that next person. You got to start all over. Yeah, because you've you've paid a subscription to twenty four seven sports right. or rivals. rivals. And so now it's like, why is this guy posting all this information? <laughs> so it's interesting. I had no. In fact, um, we were at the trails yesterday for the Norman Board of Realtors annual golf tournament. And thanks to everyone who had us out there, it was an awesome time. But when I saw my man Nick, who works everything out there it seems like but nick was working upstairs and he's like so what do you make of all this uh of all this movement last night and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie josh i told him the same thing i told you i was like is it really that big of a deal and then as soon as i said that is that big of a deal (laughs) as soon as i said that i was asking him what he uh, subscribed to and i and i got in my car and then i heard steel man and parker talking about i was like huh all right, this is uh, a little bigger than I'm giving it credit for. Is all. And, and by the way, I, I think pulling back away from it, it's it's one of those kind of bows and tip of the cap to Oklahoma Sooner fans and its passion for oh sure for not just content but also recruiting information. So the fact that you could have three recruiting entities like that, mm-hmm. and they're you know okay, get into the debate about who's number one and number two and this and mm-hmm. that, but. For them all to be legitimate and right. and and have staying power is pretty a, amazing. Well, right? it's a credit to OU fans. Yeah, it really is. So anyway, I, I I guess I would like to apologize for not realizing how big of a deal that truly was and how much it affected everyone. And that is by no means a knock on any of my friends. I'm just, I mean, first of all, I'm I'm one of the poor's. So unless you give me a free subscription to any of them, there's I can barely. I can barely get my wife to okay the ESPN Plus subscription. Right, right. and that's for work. Yeah, and, and I'm like, this would be too. that's a write-off, babe. That's a write-off. But anyway, well, kudos. So my point to go, oh, I'm sorry, we'll make one more. Well, that's terrific because for just $1 right. for the next couple of months, I can get you onboarded. Can you? I think I'm Let in. me get you in this car. I, I would like, here's, here's what would be my problem, and this is, I'm not even kidding. I'm so soft. That if I went to one of the message boards and I saw shots being taken at me, I would lose my mind. Soft. So anyway, to take it back full circle, listen, Sooner's Wire, I appreciate what you're doing and whoever sent this to me, but it's May 2nd. If you're already going with Oklahoma football all-time roster, offensive starters, and backups, Bro, what are you going to be running out of uh, material? What are you going to be posting in June? Here's some famous Sooner birthdays for the month. I mean, calm. We got games going on. Everybody, calm down a little bit. Let's not burn all this good content in May. Yeah, we got plenty of time. You got about a six week stretch <laughs> from mid June through the month of July where you're going to want that content. Yeah, I know. Everybody, everybody, just calm. Everybody, calm down. Calm down. Slow down. Yeah, don't go to the message boards. I'm sure there's some. There's probably some really nice things about uh, yourself and no, myself, no, no. but there's probably I'll tell some you not what. so nice I'll stuff. I'll tell you too. what. I used to be message board guy when they first came out. I was message board. In fact, I might even still have my screen name, and I think it was Jake Sills for president was my screen name. 
And I, uh, Murdoch, Carrie and I, Carrie would come on my show and he'd talk for hours and we'd take your- Back when you were in back, back when I was in, well, and this was even before, I think this was Carrie, like 1999. And he'd come in and he'd just take calls for an hour. And I, I mean, it was that's like, awesome. I was just foreign language. Basically, to me. like the uh, message board right. meets the radio, right? And see, playing fourteen thirty at aol.com. They, they, at the, uh, and I don't know if that email still works or not. But does anyone have AOL anymore? But we'd get the instant messengers. And one time, he's like, "Yeah, he's like, you should check out the message board." And I did, and it was, and not just like in me, but in other posters. Oh yeah, no, they get it was dog other. eat dog, and I was like, I don't know if this is for me. I don't it's know. uh. Man, it's it, it's wild what Carrie and those guys have built. Oh, it's incredible, and, man! So you know, proud Parker of those guys. Parker and Brandon and what Sooners Illustrated, I'm sure, will build upon and build themselves. It's it's pretty impressive. All right, when we come back, let's hit some of the highlights from last night at 10 a.m. this morning. Um, I, I I want I talked to Tom Luke and Bill yesterday. I, I did a show with Lugs, and he had a really interesting perspective slash angle on the transfer portal that I want to share with you guys coming up at 10 a.m. this morning. In the meantime, keep the texts coming to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. It's a plank show. We are way late right here on The Ref. I am so intrigued. What's all the uh, technical mumbo-jumbo that's going on in the uh, – I, I don't even know. I, I don't know what all the hubbub I saw, is about. I saw our buddy Drake Dykin with a flashlight, and he was down underneath the board. Did we break something? He was on the phone with Patrick. Ooh, Patrick, is, that's big. That's our major engineering guru. Yeah, no, it's it's not a good sign at all. No. Hello, not. are we hey, on the air? There? Hello. This thing, how many times? Hello, hello. Whenever someone comes back from a vacation. Oh, we're back. Oh, 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 hey, It's ain't work. Is it on? Oh. How, do you, how do you do this? Um, looky here. Mr. Sports is back. What's going on, Mr. Sports? How are you? Mr. Plank, Mr. Helmer, how are y'all? What's up, man? Good morning. Doing good. Good, good, good. good. No, I've just been busy. I, trust me, I've been listening. I've just right. been busy. That's all. I know you're busy, I got, man. Uh, yeah. Hey, um, I got a question, and then I got another question I'm going to take off the air. Okay. Uh, what? Uh, how close are we now to that 40 in a row, Chris? Uh, we're we're there, essentially, right now. Hold on. What are you, 37? 37. Yeah, 37. So they – They've got a their regular season would basically be forty one so thirty eight tonight thirty nine forty so Saturday in Stillwater that would be the yeah brother yeah that's what I that I'm getting even more and more excited all right I'm gonna take this question off here but before I do let me leave you guys with this okay <laughs> don't ever have a fear I mean if the fear of striking out never let it make you stop playing the game all right what's the question now, don't forget your question okay. Question real quick. All right. Uh, there's been some talk, you know, about uh, Coach Gasso wanting to put a game inside Owen Stadium. That's right. How many – what's that possibility, actual possibility? And in y'all's professional opinion, how many fans do you think they're going to pack into Owen Stadium for an OU softball game? Hey, guys, y'all have a good one. I don't know. Um, we, we talked about this a little bit near the end of the show yesterday. Um, I would love to see – I would love to see just the attempt. And I don't I don't think it would be an attempt without the knowledge that they can put a massive number inside the stadium. I really do. Pre-sale it. Yeah. Um 
I mean, I'm a freaking homer, so I would say they could put as many in as they would be allowed. So um, For a one-time deal with the – I mean, does the opponent matter? That's what we were debating yesterday. Does the opponent matter? For the first go-around, maybe not. Right. Just the the novelty uh, portion of it would attract folks, but – I don't know. I mean, it'd be, it'd be if you had a, a great team, it'd be huge. <laughs> By the way, some people want to make sure we clarify. Uh, Owen Field. C- correct. Gaylord Family, Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. Or as I like to just say, the Palace. The Palace on the Prairie. Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. Um, Gosh, it's a great – it's going to be something that Joe C. and Toby Baldwin and Patty Gasso – Chris Plank, no, <laughs> no, but it's going to be and Jason Ferris and Natalie Davis and and all of the people that would be involved in helping make the campus security, you know, all these things that would be involved. And all right, wh- what would it take? Could this be a reality? And how cool could this be? We, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a stretch to set the record for the largest regular season game. Um, but let's remember that was. You know, that was 12,000 versus what could be, you know, 20. <laughs> or excuse me, 80. That's, that's a pretty massive leap. But fans are that passionate about it. So I love the talk. But I will say, it's I, I know I opened talking about it with Coach, and the farthest thing from their mind is that they're focused on winning tonight in, in Tulsa, and they're focused on winning next week against Oklahoma State and still one. So that, there's not a lot of meetings that are taking place around that quite yet. But – it's fascinating if they can pull it off. 9.50, hour one of the Plank Show, brought to you by Van Hoos Fence, vhfence.com. Bob Stoops, trust VH Fence. We trust VH Fence. Call them today, our Van Hoos Fence. Call them today, 405-735-1167. It's the Plank Show. All right. We're going to talk some transfer portal. Uh, I, I mentioned I sat down with Tom Luganbill yesterday. I think it's some really good stuff. I, I was just putting it in the system. And there is – I still feel like there's a lot of confusion as far as the, the the transfer portal. I also feel like there's a lot of mistakes that are being made. I mean, did you see the numbers of guys that are in the portal still? That probably aren't going to be coming back out that, or a, a exactly. portion of them? It, the percentages are low. <laughs> low. But, I mean, I don't know what the spring, the future of the spring portal truly is. But last year there were 3,083 players that were in the portal. This year that number is 3,252. That is not quite – I was getting into a math fight with my wife this morning – but it's not quite double, but you go back just, you know, four years ago and there was only 1,700 players in the portal. What I, I think it's good that the portal windows were implemented, but I think we have a fix that can help them. We'll get into it next. A um, couple of quick texts. Guy writes, guys, I don't really have a problem with it, but just to be a villain, I say no to playing on Owen Field. The softball program has been amazing and deserve the multi-million dollar new facility. They, however, do not share the stage with OU football. <laughs> Stay in your lane. All right. Um, are we going to let Nebraska outshine us? Writes True Sooner. Hell no. 
They haven't played sports up there in decades. We got to do this. 84,000. Um, and then there's this from the 580. You, you wouldn't want to put 80,000 in a stadium and have a quick 10-0 run rule. You would need a good opponent. Agreed. Yeah, that that's uh, that's one of the reasons, yes. it's uh, a good point. Even though with a great opponent, hypothetically, they I could just, still run rule. I just think Coach Gasso hit it on the head. You know, is it is it going to be something that's cost effective? Is it going to be something that's cost yeah, effective? Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. Quick break. We're talking portal next.